this inner critic came in and took the mic, took the interpretation of something that was made up in this inner critic part of her. And when we started to, by the next call, we realized it actually wasn't that at all. It's not that she's not enough. You know, I thought that I was in danger, but in reality, you know, this just happened in my past. So I'm assuming it's going to happen again and start. Once you can do that, your inner critic will start to silence. We know how important people are and how rapidly technology is and will continue to change our world. The way we live, the way we work, and the way we experience life as we know it. In a hyper-connected global economy, it is the combination of extraordinary people and advanced tech that will make a brighter future. But without evolved leaders knowing how to apply that value of neurodiversity, businesses, teams, and relationships will exponentially suffer. We believe in your ability and are obsessed with helping people like you shift into unlimited potential. It is our honor to help you and your teams optimize and automate the skills, tools, and solutions that can bridge that gap between intelligence and implementation as you venture into your unique mission. Let us welcome you to Evolve Ventures. Welcome to Evolve Ventures, where we are making evolution possible for growth-minded humans through vulnerable lessons, stories, and technology. I'm your host, Bianca Thomas. And I'm your host, Amelia Smith. Welcome back for a Monday motivation episode number 125, a simple way to silence your inner critic. So we are going to get into it. We are not going to waste any time. So the other day I was on the phone with a client and we were talking about, you know, her, her experience in, again, the relationship world. And I know I, I brought in another example recently and for some of you who are in a similar space, um, I think that this inner critic thing, this can come up so often when it comes to us feeling alone because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people feel that way, especially if you're single, right? So I was on the phone with this client and we were talking about her relationship status and her experience in relationships. And while we were on the phone, there was a lot of shoulds and a lot of like self blaming and shaming on the actual phone when she was processing through her experience and her past. And it almost like when when she talked about what she should have done or like just the way in which she was talking, it almost seemed as though there was like a different part of her that would come out and like grab the microphone in this metaphor to like speak on her behalf. It wasn't fully her. And I remember in this conversation, I you know, sitting there and kind of just listening, that was really hard for me because seeing these words that she's using and kind of self-shaming in the, in the moment of what she should have done when she interacted with this partner. And it was, it was hard. It's really hard when that inner critic comes up, but we gave her the floor. We talked, we talked it through. And then, you know, I, I said to her, I said, you know, let's call her Jane. Jane, I said, you know, there's a lot of critical words that you've used when you just explained to me and and helped me understand what you've been going through in the last month. A lot of critical words, hmm. a lot of blaming, a lot of shoulds, a lot of binary thinking. And if I'm being really honest and direct, there's there's not been a lot of room for grace and compassion and love looking back. 
Hmm. And when we started to to kind of unveil that, I could notice in real time as I was seeing it, her body expression, it's almost like her shoulders started to kind of sink. Her body started to like almost, it was like almost as if it was being seen, but in a way that didn't scare her, but rather like made her feel relaxed more. And I noticed that in in that time when her inner critic was kind of talking the, like, and grabbed the mic and, and sharing with me this experience and why she feels so alone and, and the depths of that, I realized that, you know, I don't even know if she's fully aware of when this inner critic is coming in, grabbing the microphone and to use the car analogy, driving her entire behavior, her entire demeanor, right? Even driving her thoughts about herself. And as we started to kind of dig into this and she gave the room to do so, she being the inner critic, we started to understand who this inner critic part was inside of her inner thoughts and who that was modeled after. And it was in that call that understanding this part and understanding that she has an inner critic and that it finally has a name. We named that part. Her entire world transformed because she now, after that, started to recognize that that inner critic has been jumping and grabbing the microphone every single time she was to look back at something, not just in her relationship, but in her fitness, like every other arena of her life. When she would to, were to reflect upon something, inner critic would take the microphone first. Not another part that says, I'm really proud of you. We've done great. We focused on progress and we've made baby steps towards XYZ goal. It was always like, well, you sucked at this. And you know, like you're not getting any better. Like, you know, it's those types of thoughts. And so I think that to all of us who are listening to this episode and hoping that how do we how do we silence this inner part of us that might be so cripple like crippling and critical. Bianca, I know you have a CBT how-to that all of us, I, I know, deeply can benefit from. And Bianca, like to all of our listeners, she's done this with so many people. And she and I, in our own coaching, we do it in different approaches. But this is so key when it comes to silencing that inner critic. And in a way, a lot of it, as you'll see, it's hearing it for the first time so mm-hmm. that it doesn't need to grab that microphone first. So there's, in CBT, the tool is called an automatic thought record. And for all of you listening, I'm going to give you the short version of it because I think the most important part to get started is just building the awareness of what these thoughts, what that inner critic is telling you, not necessarily to challenge it yet. I think I think that can come afterwards, but the first thing that you need to be able to do, and this is the first step that I take with all of my clients, is initially learning how to recognize those thoughts, how to understand when that critic is coming up and what's happening as a result of it. Mm -hmm. So if you were to take a piece of paper and draw four columns, right? So the first one is situation slash trigger. The second one is feeling or emotion. The third one is thought. And the fourth one is outcome or behavior or response. 
And we're going to so have a digital it, asset linked in the show notes. That's the evolved automatic thought record. So if you want one and you don't want to draw, go to the show notes. Sorry, be <laughs> beautiful. No, thank you for <laughs> dropping that. So imagine this column or when you are watching this, click that digital, uh, click the link for the digital asset and you can see it in front of you. Mm-hmm. In any given situation that occurs, we have a set of beliefs that we are walking into that situation with, which is that inner critic. The beliefs that we hold about ourselves, the beliefs we hold about the world and about our future, who we're supposed to be, who we're not supposed to be, what the world is supposed to be, what is the blueprint for my value and for the person that I am meant to be. So we go into every scenario with that already like a blanket over us, right? It's like it's already there. Mm -hmm. So we go into a situation, a situation will happen and it'll trigger that belief. Mm -hmm. Now we don't really recognize that, but we recognize something just happened, right? There was a situation and I have some sort of emotion about it. So maybe the emotion is fear. Maybe the emotion is anger. Maybe the emotion is sadness, frustration, or the opposite, happy, excited, elated, in love, whatever. But a situation happens, we feel some sort of emotion about it. What happens between the situation and the emotion is an interpretation or an image or a memory or an idea. And that is the inner critic. Hmm. It is what the hell just happened. It is some sort of, if we're going to be talking about the negative component of this, some sort of negative conversation that you just had or a negative interpretation or a negative meaning or an image or a memory or something that comes up that causes you to feel that emotion. The challenge is most of us, we are thinking all day, every day, and it's unconscious. So we're not noticing what the thoughts we are that we're having or the voice of the inner critic, but we know how we feel. Mm -hmm. We can recognize our emotions, but we really struggle recognizing what the thoughts are that we're having. So situation happens, you notice a feeling, you want to write down the thought and then try to identify what did I do in response to that? What is my natural go-to? So what I have clients do is I will have them do this in the aftermath of a situation. Okay, walk me through the situation. What happened? Okay, well, this happened. I saw this person. They did this. Mm -hmm. What'd you feel? I felt really scared. What was the thought? Oh, I had had an idea that they were going to do this. Okay, what'd you do? I walked in the opposite direction. I was like, I'm not dealing with this. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you can start to get clear on what situations are causing what emotions, which are deriving from what thoughts, it can help you to understand your behavior and why you're acting in the way that you are, why you're engaging in the world in the way that you are, and why your inner critic is coming out in certain situations. Because if you can start to understand why your inner critic is coming out in those situations, you can start to go to the next step, which is challenging it. Mm -hmm. Well, did it really mean that this was going to happen? What else could this have meant? What's the evidence to support this thought that this is true? Why am I believing this? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, what is the evidence that's actually showing me, you know what, this might not actually be true. Maybe 
maybe this is the truth. Maybe the truth is, you know, I thought that I was in danger, but in reality, you know, this just happened in my past. So I'm assuming it's going to happen again mm-hmm. and start. Once you can do that, your inner critic will start to silence. It'll start to rethink and reinterpret and re-engage in scenarios because you're not just jumping to what automatically comes up. You are changing it proactively. Mm. In this situation, really quick to kind of connect the theory back to the practice, which was something that B, you and I had talked about, we want to improve on these little episodes with, mm-hmm. is in that situation, the story of the client where it the automatic situation was, well, her her partner or someone that she was dating, going on dates with, didn't actually respond to her and meet her needs in the capacity that she had asked for and that she thought mm-hmm. she effectively communicated. So the emotion that came in in was like, confusion, frustration, um, sadness. It was ultimately hurt, deep, deep seated hurt. Mm. But the, the in-between was her inner critic that came in and said, you're worthless. You're not enough. Mm. And so you should have done X, Y, and Z instead of X, Y, and Z. Right. And so that came in. And then the other columns of that was, you know, how she was able to work through that and, and, we were able to kind of go through this kind of automatic thought record and I kind of took it from the parts perspective of like, okay, what is happening here as we're reprocessing this? And she started to to realize that this inner critic came in and took the mic, took the interpretation of something that was made up in this inner critic part of her. And when we started to, by the next call, we realized it actually wasn't that at all. It's not that she's not enough. It's not that she's worthless. It's not that she's not likable or lovable or any of those things that the inner critic wanted to tell her. It was actually that this person was also dating someone else. Woof. And so with this could have easily been an acceptance of what the inner critic thought. But now she understood that it's not her. It's someone else. But in that, we were able Mm -hmm. to work through a part that combated this well you should have done xyz and and that's absolutely everything and so i think that there's so much here but you know to kind of wrap this one up i think that understanding you know um where your inner critic pops up and like bianca said having awareness to it first and then we can go into uh, future episodes about how to challenge that and how to work through that on a deeper level that's absolutely something that we'll be getting into in future episodes but to keep this somewhat bite-sized I think we are on the mark B. What um, episode suggestions would you have for our listeners? Number 56, how to transform your inner outcast feeling. Beautiful. Mine is 78. What are you willing to sacrifice for your dreams? The reason why I chose this one is because when you stretch for dreams that you have, you realize your inner critic oftentimes tries to grab the mic and tell you what you can't do. So it's a great starting point for you to check on those trailheads. I went so, ham in that episode. <laughs> you did. I loved it. It was great. But um, for anyone that is listening and you're noticing that your inner critic is coming up and you're having trouble or you want guidance or you just want help in this capacity, super light, super loved, you know, like Bianca and I, we honestly are starting to dedic- dedicate a half hour slot on our calendars every single week 
strictly for our listeners to work through what we're talking about. And it's so, so important to make sure that you feel as though you have a safe space to talk about these things Mm -hmm. in a complete judgment-free area. So if that's you, if they're struggling in this and you just need high-level help, it's completely free, completely private. We'll put the link in the show notes. We want to make sure that our listeners can take not only tangibles away in this episode, but that they have one extra door open always for them that they know and have certainty around that can certainly help them through whatever they're struggling with. So if that's something that you're interested in, please do click that link in the show notes and we cannot wait to help you on your next evolution. We'll see you next time. Bye everybody. Bye everyone. If this episode resonated with you or you heard something you know will help you evolve, please share it with someone you love and care about, team members across the world, or someone who you believe deeply could benefit from joining this discussion. We know firsthand how important it is to have people who support and celebrate your evolution. That's why we created our free live virtual event called Out of the Mud that we host the last Wednesday of every single month at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You don't even have to be on camera. You can literally just listen in if you want to so that you can get this content. You can hear what the community has to say and be involved with the conversation in real time. Extraordinary topics with evolved people. That's what this event is all about. Click in the link for Out of the Mud in the show notes to register for our next event. We love hearing from our listeners and community members. In efforts to help you evolve, we invite you to connect with us on Instagram or Facebook at Evolve Ventures or reach out to us directly via DM at Evolve with Amelia and Evolve with Bianca. Be on the lookout for our IG lives that we host every single Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are also in the process of rolling out group coaching and online courses that are sure to help you evolve into a greater version of yourself. This content is intended for information purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional counseling or psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnoses, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice.